to Sports, 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 a show around sports, sports culture and culture. Coming to you from Park Place Arts in Anderson, Indiana with me as always, my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Hello. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Hey. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 11. 11. How are we? Doing well. Doing Good. okay. Uh, let's start off the show with a big announcement. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, so, we have a mascot. We have created a mascot. Josh Taylor, uh, an illustrator in town, created a mascot for us. And he did a nice job, he too. He did a really a nice job. Great. Looks amazing. Yeah. Got pretty much every sport Got every in sport, there. yeah. He looks pretty sporty. Yeah. He does. Yeah. So, we're releasing him tonight with this podcast. We're going to... Put him up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. He's now our logo. Mm-hmm. He looks pretty good. He's looking great. But but we need to name him. He doesn't hmm. have a name. He does need a name. We, well, we have some choices. I think we should do a poll. We're going to do a poll. I think we're going right? to do a poll. So what we're going to do, here's how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. All right, all you out there in podcast land, mm-hmm. if you check out our Facebook feed, or if you check out our Twitter feed, we're going to have a, a Twitter poll and we're going to have a Facebook poll. So you're going to get to choose between four different names. And, and whichever name has the most votes, that will be That's the mascot's name. With. Unless we decide to name him something else. Yeah, yeah there is Unless, veto there, power. Yeah, there's some write-in options. Yeah, <laughs> and if you have a problem with that, start your own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's free, basically. Yeah. So um, the, the barriers to entry are low, yeah, obviously, obviously, as yeah. I sit here with... Uh, <laughs> A C clamp attached <laughs> to my microphone to keep things going here. Yeah, but um, yeah. So we'll we'll post those polls and then uh, I think we'll give it what maybe a week, week, two weeks. We'll do. Let's do a week. week? Let's do a week. Oh, yeah. So next week, Let's not linger. Next yeah. week, we will announce the name. That's right. Okay. Well, what names do we have so far? What, what are options? options? We run through these. We got four choices here. Okay. So number one, Balby Knight. Strong. Ball. Balby, Balby Knight. Number two. You're reading these like you're a bingo. It's like an I, the I step test. B G forty one. Number two, Steve Balford. Mm, legend as well. Mm-hmm. And number three, Jim Hardball. Nice. That's okay. Also strong. Captain Comeback. Michael. Michael vote for that one. Yeah. And number four, Lavar Ball. <laughs> Very nice. Trademark, so, copyright, registered. Yeah. Yes. Hey, we get First Amendment <laughs> parody. It's yeah, a, we right. got parody work right. law working for us. Sure. So, so those are our four. That's, our four. That's, that's the choices: Balby Knight, Steve Balford, uh, Jim Hardball, Jim Hardball, Lavar Ball, Lavar Ball. So once you see the actual mascot, these names will make more sense. Yeah. Seen as they are all ball heavy. Yeah. And my only advice is when you're casting your vote in this poll, just follow your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Don't overthink it. It's great. Don't advice. overthink it. Just Go with your gut. Follow your it. heart. Yeah. Click it and keep on moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check it out. What'd you say? Facebook? Facebook. We will have a thing where you can actually vote with your little emoji things. And then on Twitter, it will just be a Twitter poll. So yeah. we'll combine the results from both. And then that will be the name of this beautiful mascot. And then we'll, so. we'll release them on Instagram as well. So you can make comments there if you want. But head over to Facebook. It might be the easiest way to do yeah. it. And if you need any illustrations done, talk to this guy, Josh Taylor. Josh He's Taylor. awesome. So yeah. thanks, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, it's man, amazing. Looks great. Looks yeah. great. And we'll, you'll see a future name, t- TBD. 
person mascot on maybe some uh, t-shirts, some some hardware. Yeah, uh, some these guys have all kinds of ideas cooking. We do, we do. Some stickers. Oh. Yeah. Well, boys, pretty cool. How about some sports, Rowdy? How about some let's sports? Get, let's, let's get, get into sports. these headlines. Right. Hey, pretty big sports week, right? As we're watching Game Seven of the World Series finale, right. Astros up five zero right now. That's yeah. my team, and yeah. as we discussed a few weeks ago, yeah. walk walk on music dominated. That's yeah. what you need. You got to you got to be inspired. You got to feel it. So and they're I can't wait it. till next year when the MLB season starts up again, and you're going to do a rundown of all. 30 no, teams. no, 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 all no, 30 no, teams. No, no, it'll no. just, yeah, it'll be <laughs> like 30. an extra uh episode. Like yeah. when you buy, you used to buy DVDs and you had like all that extra oh, the garbage extras? on yeah. the end. That's what, that's what this will be. But it won't be garbage, it'll be great. No, it'll we'll be start, gold. Well, we can't even, yeah, we'll wait till the hot stuff. What over. I might do is before we do that next year, I might brush up on my reggaeton. And <laughs> yeah, I hope you do just learn yeah. the intricacies of the reggaeton genre. Yeah. Um, so I can have more, you know. I feel like that would 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 have some say. But obviously, so far it's it's nailed worked it. out. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. yeah. So top of the third, they're up five zero. Yep. All right. All due to the walk up music. And when this podcast is released, they'll probably have lost to the Dodgers. <laughs> so cool. Um, Sports. Yep. So headlines number one: NFL trade deadline ended Tuesday. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Is it Garoppolo? Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Garoppolo went to the 49ers. Jai mm-hmm. <laughs> Not, Not close. close. Wait, no. You guys try to he's read this. From, he's from England. Jay Ajayi? Very good. Yeah. Is, that, is yeah. that right? Okay. Jay, yeah. the, the, the A looked like a Z. Jay Ajayi went to Philly. Kelvin Benjamin went to Buffalo. I feel like his name should be Benjamin Kelvin, but mm-hmm. whatever. Mar- he's, he's a hot player. I'll let him All know. Right. It's like Kelvin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. It's like nine Kelvin. Okay. Mm-hmm. We get it. <laughs> and Marcel. Enough with the science jokes. <laughs> and Marcel Darius to Jackson. It's technically Darius. Darius, Marcel, Marcel Darius to Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Are these good trades? Yes. The Jacksonville, Marcel Darius, roll tide to the Jacksonville Jaguars, number one uh, rushing defense, number one pass rushing defense. They just get another, what, two years ago, he was a $100 million man at Buffalo. Yep. I mean, yep. they're going for it. Already. I love it. Yeah, they they see that the rest of the division is down, Yep, and they got a chance, so I, I like that trade. I do, too. Not sure about the Garoppolo trade, just because he's... We'll you know, see. Is he going to be the games, next... Two uh, games, 94 passes, I who, think, is all he's thrown. Who was the uh, dude that took over for Brady? Brock, uh, Brock oh. Um, for Brady? Oh, when he Matt got, Castle. Matt Castle. Is he going to be another Matt Castle? Or Brock Osweiler. papered up, yeah. but he's not that good? Yeah. Or, we'll yeah. see. I mean, the Niners, I, I just dig that the Niners are willing to take a move. They got to do something. Yeah, that's you know? true. And the Kelvin Benjamin trade, they, you know, uh, Tyrod Taylor didn't have anybody to really throw to besides uh, Zay Jones. Right. They kind of unloaded mm, yeah. earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. So that'll be interesting. So they, they, I think Benjamin's good. I think they'll, they're, I mean, they're also looking to go for a wild card, I think, out of the AFC. Oh, yeah. If, if not win the division, we'll and see then about that. Ajayi but. to Philly, I don't think, I mean, Philly's number one team in the league, uh, them and KC right now, so. And they I said Blunt's still going to be the starter. LeGarrette Blunt's still going to be the starter. Still, that's, that's still punching the ball through. That's pretty good tandem other right there. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it was the most active trade. I just, I just you got, got that? that. Yeah. yeah. I like it. <laughs> It was probably the most active deadline I re- in recent history that I can remember. It was a lot of 
trades of guys who maybe aren't the biggest names, but a lot of movement. And thankfully, uh, my other role tighter, AJ McCarron, got saved by the Browns' inept, the continued ineptness. Yeah, they that was the trade crazy. deadline by like four minutes. They yeah. had it all done, and they didn't issue the confirmation, and they lost him. So the Browns, Rowdy, the Browns were trying to trade for the Bengals' backup. Okay. And the Bengals sent the paperwork in, um, sent the paperwork that needed to be filled out by the Browns to the Browns and the NFL at the same time. So that kind of, like, by NFL rules, like, okay, we can, we acknowledge that this trade is mm-hmm. happening. The Browns went to go send the paperwork to the Bengals, but Kinkos was closed. But yeah, the, <laughs> the FedEx machine jam. Yeah, they only sent it to the Bengals, and they did not CC oh. the office, so they didn't. It actually it didn't did go not through. Not go through. Yeah, huh. and I'm sure AJ is. Yeah, happy. he's like, I'll stay here. This yeah. is cool. This is fine. Yeah, <laughs> the mighty Cincinnati River right here. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. It's yeah. the Ohio River. I, okay. I am away. All right, just yeah. just checking. Yeah. All right, number two, Florida Gators fired Jim McElwain after <laughs> yes. a three-four start from the clan McElwain. Yeah, <laughs> that I don't know a whole lot about what's going on. Something about McElwain made a story up threats. about getting death threats. Yeah, it's there. It goes back a while, I guess. Yeah. So, um, Is this? Coach, Jim yeah, head coach. The head coach. He's the coach. Head okay. coach of your Gator uniform people. Yeah, yeah. well, those are beautiful uniforms, yeah. but, um, but he clearly didn't have anything to do with that. I don't. Or maybe know. he did, and that was the problem. The thing I don't get about it. Okay, you got some kind of scandal or some kind of weirdness, maybe that forced your hand. But at the same time, if you're Florida, who do you think you're going to get that's better well, than Jim McElwain right but, now? Well, to to talk about how why he might have been fired. I mean, he did have ten players who were. Um, arrested before the season started, including what well, your best wide receiver, your best running back, and your best prospect. Isn't like, that just traditional prospect? Gator football? That's yeah, Florida. It's, it's criminal that's tradition. That's yeah. the, you go a to Florida. Florida you, you go to Florida, and you're there. You know, I guess a certain number, certain amount of time, you become Florida man. Yes, and I think that's maybe true. I don't know anything about this guy or this team, McElwain, but maybe he got a little Florida man in him and. Kinda. Maybe he's actually getting death threats. Maybe he's paranoid. Apparently, he's not getting death threats. Or if he is, he did not. Uh, yeah, there's probably floor, something he did not provide him to the school. Yeah, there's, and last there's something year, else there. He was saying after the after he got an extension that he wasn't quite sure after the Outback Bowl. He was saying he wasn't quite sure that he was uh, that the administration had the the. Uh, that, that they were behind him 100%. Uh, After that, they gave they were just giving him an extension. They how, said, how old is this We don't know what guy? kind of commitment. 40s? Yeah, yeah it's a 40s. midlife crisis. He was the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Then he went off to Colorado State and really improved that program big time in, what, three years, I think, three he was years, there. Yeah. And then two, he's been years. at uh, Florida for two and a half years. Two and a half years, yeah. So, Won the, their side of the SEC for two years. Right. At eight and four both years. But, right. Yeah. Well, that is a Yeah, I don't know who you side. get. I, I've heard, I don't either. I've heard names. Yeah. I heard, uh, I've heard Willie Taggart, who's at Oregon. Okay. So, cause he, oh, yeah. Yeah, because he recruits out of Florida and right. has a lot of connections there. He was at USF. And Coach T. Co- Coach T, that's right. I forgot you played for him, Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> he brought you up. He made you the man you are today. Rowdy was part of the quack attack. Yeah. So he was at USF. Um, and so he can recruit recruit Florida. Dan Mullen out of Mississippi State, which makes a lot of sense to yeah. me. The guy's been killing it at Mississippi he State. Has. Used to that hot southern. Imagine sun. if he right. could actually recruit out of Florida. And he, yeah, right. Uh, then I heard. And had a stadium to host games in. Yeah. Scott Frost, uh, who's oh, at yeah. UCF. But. And he's been linked to Nebraska quite a bit, mm. but maybe he pulls the uh, old Urban Meyer and says, 
yeah, Nebraska is my, or in Urban Meyer's case, Notre Dame's my, my dream job, but I can't win there, so I'm going to go to Florida. Right. So he might. And you do guys that. can have Charlie Wise. You guys can have Charlie and still pay him. <laughs> I uh, thought Notre Dame though was like, uh, really, really looking pretty good, right? Yeah, well, they, they were, were looking, looking good this, this, year. Year. this was yeah. like seven or eight, okay. ten years ago. Yeah. 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 So I heard one more name. Oh, old Chip Kelly over oh, at ESPN. Okay. Yeah, we'll see about Coming that. Coming back in. I don't know about that. Huh. Could be interesting, but I don't hmm. know about that. So yeah, I don't know who you get. It just doesn't make any sense to me. They're impatient. Uh, Must Champ lasted what? Two years? A year? I thought he lasted four years. Was he there that long? I think so. Yeah. So time flies when the Gators are bad. When they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just wanted to get a jump on things. Like, hey, we're going to be one of the big names this I'm year. I'm sure Coach Saban is in the discussion too, right? Oh, of course. You of know, course. every opening, Coach yeah. Saban's and in Bill there. Belichick. Those and, are the yeah. two big names right. being floated. And right. Harbaugh. And John Gruden. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy's interested. Yeah. 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 Cool. He's from the area. Right. Not really, but... From the Bay. Yeah. So, that's... Uh, what else we got? Uh, number three, we got the AP Top 25 College Basketball Rankings, oh, yeah. which were released today, Wednesday, oh. uh, with Duke as number one. Duke, number one. Uh, Kentucky Wildcats, all the way down at number five. That's going to last about two games. So, what are the top... You, do you have the top five in I front? got the top or, five. Duke, Michigan or State. Or top ten. Go top ten. Duke, Michigan State, Arizona, Kansas, Kentucky, Villanova, Wichita State, Florida, North Carolina, USC. So, not, no no real surprises No shot. Wichita State, I I follow basketball in the offseason, but it seems like a pretty good slot for the Shockers. Yeah, they got all five. Their team is the Shockers. All, mm-hmm. Yeah. They got all five of their starters back. Oh, nice. And they've got one guy that they're talking about could be a player of the year. All right. Um, I'm going to pick them right now. Shockers are my team Shockers. so far starting the uh, season. Well, do you, do you remember that I picked them as the hipster pick in college basketball this yeah. year? So hey, there you go. Here we go. It's all lining up. Yeah. So Landry Shamet, uh is their kind of player of the year candidate possibility that they've okay. got there. So, yeah, they should be pretty good. Um, he's not Louisville's back. at 16. I don't know how long that's going to last. Well, look at the just look at the top uh, 10. You've got two teams there that are talking about the FBI investigating them. USC yeah. and Arizona. And, and Arizona at three. That's right. Yeah. So wow. that may not last look just because Purdue, we don't even, number 20. We don't All even right. we don't even know who's going to be who's actually going to be there. Right. Uh, but the uh, preseason player of the year, Miles Bridges from uh, Michigan State. Okay. Yeah. So nice. I'm always I always got a little bit of an is owner for Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, I I'll, do like Izzo, man. He, yeah, he's, he's he's the man. He seems like a final right four is a lock. Yeah. So, uh, but what is it next week? I think twelve. It was either the twelfth or the fourteenth, somewhere around there. One versus two and four versus five. Oh wow! The, as the kickoff game. Okay. So, yeah. Kansas, Kentucky. Kansas, Kentucky, Ooh. and uh, Duke, Michigan State. Who I do don't you think root they're for playing... in that Kansas Kentucky game because usually I try to pick the blue team. Yeah, but... always go with the blue team. Yeah, that's in right. The tournament. Why, why is that? I don't know. The blue team. Always... It's like sixty-seven percent of Final Four teams have yeah. been blue or something really? like that. Yeah. Kansas, Arizona, Kentucky, Villanova, Carolina. I mean, Florida. Do you think yeah. it's like a? Is it a visual thing where when you're out, I don't know, passing the ball around, it's easier to see? It's calming. I think blue, blue is calming, calm, so yeah. it keeps Your you. Team is more yeah. relaxed, right? Mm-hmm. They're just chill. They're just throwing yeah. that ball around, mm-hmm. hooping, yeah. looking the looking at the world through your blue colored glasses. Yeah. What they just like do the old saying goes: 
hey, it's the truth. <laughs> what <laughs> if they what if they did something like this? What if all college teams or just basketball teams in general, they had like basically shirts versus skins. And so whoever had the shirts, they were blue versus the skins. It's just skin which have color. no shirt. No, they have no shirt. And then I think it could get confusing with the way the trending we have these days in tattoo work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's true. Because yeah. that's you're gonna be point. like that dude is like all skin, and then that dude's all ink, and I can't yeah. tell what's yeah. going on. It's true. Bon, uh, Notre Dame coming in at 14 with Bonzi Colson there. He's a top five, top ten player see, this year. Uh, I don't see the Butler Bulldogs on here. They're not. But Alabama did come in at 26. Look out. Yeah. Hey, on the uh, USA Today, they're at 25. Yeah. Well, they've got that Colin Sexton kid that's supposed to be pretty good this year. So we'll see. All right. Oh, All right. And, and no Missouri either. Michael Porter Jr. The third. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. The third. Uh, he was that. He was uh, committed to Washington and then ended up going to Missouri because his dad had a job at Washington. And then when their coach got fired... His dad got hired at Missouri, and lo and behold, he went to Missouri. Hmm, that's interesting. What? This isn't shady. Right. Yeah. Nepotism. Missouri. Missouri. Sounds like Anderson yeah. politics. Yeah. Speaking of, let's move to hyperlocal news. Hyperlocal let's, news. Let's check in on our alma mater, the Anderson University Ravens protect football team. Protect the roost. Team. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Protect is the that, roost. Is that a thing? Did we decide? We're we made it a thing. thing. We, we yeah, made it yes. a thing. We, but yeah, it was never a thing. thing. It was never Not a thing that before. I remember. Okay. They don't try that hard over there. All right. Uh, all I can say about today in hyperlocal news about the Anderson University Fighting Ravens is that the Roost needed no protection. They did not win or lose because they were on by. Hey, so oh, okay. that's a win. That's that, the that's, best situation. That's the best yeah. situation you yeah. can be in if you are a Fighting Raven. Is you didn't go out there and get your tail whipped. Yeah, so that's right. Next week I will have full statistical update, and I'm sure it will be riveting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send love and light. That it. Yep. Oh, one other thing that came out today, 2022. Oh, local. I got that right here. Okay. 2022, uh, the college football national championship will be played at Lucas Oil Stadium. Here in, in beautiful, well, not here, we're in Anderson, but down the road in beautiful Indianapolis. In Naptown. Yeah. Just down the street from us. Yeah, so hopefully, if I remember correctly, contract-wise, that could potentially be Saban's last year contractually obligated to Alabama. So, you know, <laughs> I will invite him up for dinner. Yeah, Maybe might we'll as well. Get, we'll get him on the pod. Yeah. Because, you know, in five years, we're going to be going huge. strong. Huge, huge. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. He's going to uh, be calling us to say, let me get on that. That's me, right. Mm. Yeah. So this year is Atlanta. Next year is in the Bay Area in Santa Clara at Levi's Stadium. 2020, New Orleans. 2021, uh, Miami. And 2022, Indianapolis. And then 2023 in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, City of Angels. Oh, at the new Inglewood Stadium, looks like. Huh. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that happens. Right. So ten, 10 different locations in the first 10 years is what That's they're doing. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 And it looks like Indianapolis is the furthest north mm-hmm. unless you're on the coast huh so yeah, yeah that's pretty cool 
I'm going to Airbnb my house and make a killing. Dude, you will. You actually well, will. Actually, no, unless Alabama makes it in, because I don't want to risk having anyone from Alabama stay in my house. Yeah, at least you know they won't touch that your cuts, books. That cuts to the quick. <laughs> cuts to the quick. <laughs> we'll be like, what are they? Well, yeah, that, that is. That It'll is, just be Crisco yeah, everywhere. That is one of my house rules. Don't don't touch the books. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't crease the spine. So, yeah, I wouldn't have to worry about that, right? Look how they keep their rolling <laughs> papers in these funny bindings. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Roll Tide. <laughs> all right, it, Rowdy, that's all we that's got. That's all we Reed, got for headlines. Reed, what do you got? I was going to talk a little bit about uh, college football since the uh, college football playoff rankings, playoff rankings came out. So in case... It just means more. Anyone's been living under a rock, here's the top 10. Georgia, mm-hmm. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Penn State, TCU, Wisconsin, and Miami. So, you know, I thought... Oh, Bama, number two, huh? Uh, underneath UGA, uh, Bulldogs getting in there. They are mm-hmm. all, uh, Alabama and uh, Georgia are the highest-ranked undefeated teams. The other undefeated teams in the top ten are Miami at seven and zero and Wisconsin at eight and zero. Everyone else is one loss, seven and one. I thought, you know what? No big deal. This is early. This will change. What? At least six more times, five, six more times, or something five before more times, they get it. Yeah get it all figured out. But I thought, you know, everybody's all talking about the Bulldogs this year. So I did a deep dive into some uh, Bulldogs offensive statistics versus Alabama defensive statistics. Mm. And, uh, you know, the Bulldogs have been putting it on people. They've been winning convincingly, save for that week two game uh, in Notre Dame underneath touchdown Jesus, which was a last second 2019 (laughs) victory. Yep. Uh, that was the a, highest score that, was a that great game. The highest score that Notre Dame has allowed this year, twenty points. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that is true. Uh, but so I was looking around, and you know, I, something caught my fancy. First off, I looked at the most recent game, the uh, Georgia Florida game. So, not to be confused with Georgia Florida Line, Rowdy's favorite country band. This is the uh, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Yes, that's yes. what they call their. That's Rowdy. That's what they call their. Uh, rivalry game. They unofficially. Oh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Sounds fun. Yeah, it's always played in what Jacksonville, right? Mm, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, they uh, threw the ball a whopping seven times. Georgia did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quarterback line for Georgia was four for seven for one hundred one yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. So. It's pretty I, good when your team I went have to through win. and looked, and Georgia has five games out of the eight they've played where they've thrown the ball 17 or fewer times. And uh, they are undefeated, mm-hmm. as I said before. So then I looked at the running numbers, right? So if they're not throwing it, they got to be running it. And they got Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb on his at least seventh year of eligibility. Yeah. yeah. And Sony Michelle feels like he's been there for a minute, too. That right. is a two headed monster. Uh, down there in Athens. So they have one, two, three, four, five, six. They have seven out of their eight games where they've rushed for, uh, where they've rushed over 42 times. So 44, 43, 54, 42, 55, 54, 51. And then against Florida, they only rushed for 35 attempts for 292 That was yards the only one? And four touchdowns. That was the only game where they've rushed under 43 times. So... I got to looking at that. With they've thrown uh their quarterback line is 84 completions 
out of 138 attempts for 1,301 yards, 13 touchdowns, and six picks. That's not a great line. 13 and six? Yeah. Yeah. Not a great line. Rushing attempts, 379 rushing yards for 2,269 yards and 25 touchdowns. Hey, Bulldogs pound the rock. They're a rush first team yeah, for they sure. Pound That's the rock. No, you're not surprising anybody no. there. So that uh, balances out to a 61 percent completion rate. Completion rating at 15 and a half yards per completion. Six. They're averaging six yards a carry. Yep, six yards a carry. Sony Michelle's averaging eight and a half. Yeah, dude. Nick, that Nick, dude's sick. Yeah. Uh, so their total passing averages uh, per game, 162 passing yards per game, 283.6 rushing yards per game. But you have to remember that they also are on their backup. The fr- Fromm is their Jake backup. Fromm, right. the Frommman. But, dude, in, in a couple games they had, let's see here, uh, opening up against Appalachia State, which they won 31-10, they had Fromm, Easton, and Ramsey. They threw it 20 times. They were 11 for 20 for 147 yards, one TD, and two picks. They're, they can't throw. They can't throw. They cannot throw. They're not going to try and throw. In, uh, App- at Appalachian State, that, they're in a dry county. In, in Boone? In Boone. And so if you go to the bars, quote-unquote, around Appalachian State University— it's basically a bunch of. Uh, it feels like a normal college bar, but it's just a bunch of college kids eating ice cream sundays. Really? Is this real? That's Did real. Did you go to Boone? Heather and I, my wife and I, we, we were there, and uh, we you had an ice cream sundae. We're like, let's go into town. And you got... and we let's let's go into this bar, and then it was just ice cream. It was strange. Yeah. It was, biz- it was bizarre. Wow. Anyway, back to wow. back to. Okay, football. let me just pivot right over here to uh, Alabama's defense real quick. Mm-hmm. You don't um, want to talk about their offense? No, I mean, they're I, not I, bad. I got, I, a ma- just... I got I all I did was match up uh, Georgia's offense versus Alabama's defense because okay. that's what everybody's talking about is Georgia's offense because they're just putting up points. They're running. Uh, their defense is pretty solid. Running down too. the throats of everybody. So Bama, let's see where am I at? Bama allows passing. They allow quarterbacks. This season so far, through eight games, uh, 55% completion rating. They allow 9.5 yards per completion, 2.3 yards per carry. So they allow 164.9 rushing yards per game, 66.25 rushing yards. Did I say passing or rushing the first time? 164.9 passing yards, 66.25 rushing yards. So when you add that up, they are allowing just two more yards than Georgia averages passing, but they are allowing 220 fewer rushing yards than Georgia yeah. averages. So that's going to be well, it's going to be a, a a good matchup. And on this that is run not D. this is not accounting for any sort of uh, uh, the the opposing team. This is just straight. This up. This is just straight numbers. They they do have two like opponents so far this season. Yeah. So, but you and you. So, for instance, opposing pass completion percentage, Bama has fifty five percent, and uh, Georgia has fifty five percent. Right. Just there. So there. My point is, Georgia's defense is actually pretty. Georgia's stout defense too. is. Hey, Kirby's got a team down there. They. It's it's interesting. They're they're really when it comes down to it, a two very similar teams. They are. They both want to run. Be a great SEC championship. Yes. Game. They both want to run, and they both stop the run. Right. 
Right. So just real quick, I'll go through this. Uh, two common opponents thus far this season. They both played Tennessee, and they both, both played Vandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia beat Tennessee 41-0. to uh, Alabama beat Tennessee 45-7. to mm. So Georgia went 7 for 17 passing for 84 yards, one touchdown, one interception. They, they rushed, don't have to pass. They rushed 55 times for 294 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> All right. Alabama allowed against Tennessee. Tennessee went 9 for 16 for 44 yards passing, but what one did, interception. What did, what did Georgia do against Tennessee as far as what did they allow Tennessee? I mean, obviously they shut them out. Yeah, I don't know. I only looked up offense for ten, for Georgia and defense for Alabama. But there's three. You're blowing up my whole scheme here, There's three here, dude. facets it, to it, the game. It is offense for Georgia versus Alabama's defense. That is my rubric for this segment. <laughs> yes. All right? What, what I'm saying He has is, numbers <laughs> yeah, that are highlighted, and highlighted. On a paper. I see it. Lots of numbers. It. I'm asking questions outside the parameters of this segment. All right. Bro. I'll look it All up right? while you're chit-chatting. So... <laughs> Georgia versus Vandy. Georgia beat Vandy forty-five to fourteen. Tennessee or Georgia flew uh, through for ten for fourteen for one hundred twenty-six yards, two touchdowns. They rushed fifty-four times, four hundred twenty-three yards and four. T- I mean, they just they run the rock. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. Alabama versus Vanderbilt fifty-nine to zero. They allowed thirty-eight passing yards 59. and forty rushing yards. So here's the summation of it: points allowed for Georgia. Here comes the defense. And the offense, what you're asking for, Snoop. Mm-hmm. Points allowed for Georgia, 12.25 points per game. Alabama, 11. Mm-hmm. Points scored for Georgia, 36.75 points per game. Alabama scores 43 points per game. Mm-hmm. So what we're looking at here is a rumble in Atlanta come... It's going to be awesome. Come December. It's going to be great. It's going to be a sick game. Now, they will have one more common opponent, Mississippi State. Bama plays Mississippi State in two weeks, so it'll be interesting to see how they... Um, they match up. Uh, Georgia beat Mississippi State thirty-one to three. Two hundred one passing yards, two hundred and three rushing yards for four total total touchdowns. Interesting thing is, like I said before, Georgia's thrown six picks on one hundred thirty-eight attempts. Alabama has had the ball thrown on them two hundred fifty-one times. They have ten interceptions already this season. <laughs> so. I have a feeling that uh, Georgia is not going to try to, unless Kirby's got some secret package that he just has not brought out yet. Georgia is not going to throw on Alabama, and no. Alabama is does not give up. What what I say they give up sixty six and a quarter yards a game. They give up three point seven yards per play. Yeah, I mean, and, and but Georgia gives up four. It's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. Yeah, and Alabama's passing game has improved. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. I see them. I predict they both go undefeated the rest of the way. Georgia has South Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky, and Georgia Tech. Alabama has LSU, Mississippi State, Mercer, and Auburn. Mm-hmm. So I think they can both come out of there unscathed. Uh, so two 12 and 0 teams. Two 12 and 0 teams. SEC meet, Championship. Meet in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. New Mercedes. And on you a, might be able on to go, a Saturday, you might be able to get your Chick Fil A. Get your Chick Fil A. Yes, Polynesian right. sauce will yep. be flowing. Yeah, that's the that's like the one, one game, of right? the few things that Chick Fil A bowl. A, there would have been a Monday night game, okay. probably yep. for Atlanta, yeah. and then maybe a Thursday night game for Atlanta. And the kickoff but, game that was a Monday, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So. And that's the other thing. Alabama's already played in that stadium this year. Yeah, one they time. got comfy. They're comfy. Uh, I really the top four. 
could stick where it's at, depending. I mean, our, our Notre Dame has Wake Forest, Miami, which is going to be a big game. A good Wake Navy, Forest team. I just want to point that out. They're 5-3. And and three. That's a good... Demon Deacons are 5-3 this five year. 5-3. They're okay. a good team, yeah. Clemson's got North Carolina State, Florida State, Citadel, and South Carolina. So okay, so... We'll see. Not quite as strong of a... Uh, and I'm going to South Carolina's it. sneaky good this year. I mean, they... They, they ju- picked off somebody. At the beginning of the year. Yeah. First game of the year. Yeah. So, and I'm going to call it right now to end my segment that uh, the big game in Iowa City this week. Iowa, Ohio State. Poison nuts are going down to Iowa. Transitive properties of wins yep. where the snake eats its tail. <laughs> the junior Steelers, so, black and so, yellow. So if Iowa State, or I'm sorry, if Ohio State beats Iowa, and Iowa beat Iowa State, and Iowa State beat Oklahoma, and Oklahoma beat Ohio State, then Ohio State can beat itself. That's what we've learned. Some people probably over in Columbus <laughs> would say that the only team that can be at Ohio State is itself. It's the transit property of wins right there. No, uh, that's trap game. <laughs> I was going to get them. Look out, poison nuts. They're coming for <laughs> coming you. Coming at you. They're coming, coming at for you. you. That's all I got. Yep. All right, cool. Well, what I got, uh, we're sitting here watching, what are we, in the fourth inning? So are now? you going to talk about the World Series from the last decade or just tonight's World Series? From the last decade. Yeah, no. I'm going to try to blow up your segment. <laughs> no, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, oh no our our world series oh, just I'll went down it. thanks I'll xfinity it. yeah it's just been a crazy world series i think last time we were recording during during game two which yeah. went into extra innings yeah right it was long and then yeah. the next game was like longer and then the next yeah. game was like longer longer and then yeah so i said last time i was like i don't know who they're gonna dh it could be i mean who are they gonna pick jock peterson and then they picked jock peterson and all of a sudden we're in the middle of jocktober and the guy's like Ding and dongs left and right. It's ridiculous. Ding dong. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous. He's he's all of a sudden turned it on. He's looking at an arbitration year, I guess. So he's trying to make some money. But the last night's game, what did it go into? Uh, or not last night, two nights ago. 12 innings? I it, I don't know. I just, it, it was innings, a lot. 13 to 12? Ran through everybody in it the bullpen. It was a five-hour game. I literally five-hour, seventeen-minute crazy game. <laughs> yeah, yeah pl- five-hour plus. Right. Uh, we've already broken the uh, record for home runs in a World Series. We broke that after Game Five, or tied it after Game Five. Now we're. Looking- oh, it's been demolished by now. It's gone. Yeah. George Springer has five home runs for the for the Astros, and he's just had a huge, huge series. Um, it's just been a lot of fun. There's the. Of course, the pitchers are complaining that the balls are too slick. They got the slick balls. You don't why have any. Why you don't have s- any love for the pitchers complaining? Just why are they slick? Up like, are they it? just different balls? No, they're not different balls. It's the they're sl- playoff balls, though, aren't they? It's the same balls. It's the same mud. There's nothing different about the. But they're still handsome. But they're slicker. They're, allegedly, well, they're what slicker. Make, what would make them slicker? But just like Deflate Gate. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like that. They're saying, "Well, they're slicker, so we can't get a good breaking ball. We can't get a good curve because we can't get the right grip on the ball." That's what the pitchers are saying, and that's why there's been so much offense. The batter, the the position players are saying that's ridiculous. Can't they science that and find out? Well, there wasn't a whole lot of offense last night, relative. No, to, to, and there wasn't uh, in the first five. game either. There was not a lot of offense in the first game either. So it's just home runs. That's I all like it was. The, so that's the rub. I like a lot of offense in baseball, but it takes way too this long. This is what I've said before. It's when people people say, Oh, it's boring, nothing happens. Well, if you get action because of And it takes forever. It takes forever, yeah. So you, you, you either get a lot of runs and it, the games are longer or you don't. Uh, if you just make you it don't three innings. 
Like, well, you could have like a, a rule where you get to a certain number. Should be a mercy rule in Major League. I like First, it because so, you know you know going in, I'm going to get 27 opportunities at the bare minimum, 27 opportunities uh, to go up to bat and face the defense. You don't get that in any other sport unless you're up in the t- you're up uh, in the ninth. Then you don't right. If you're up, if you, if you have more point or right. more runs, and you don't bat the ninth. you don't bat because right. you don't have to. Right. You just forfeit the inning and right. it's over. Yeah. What do you think about the mercy rule though? Some of these high scoring games it doesn't know. You ever wonder how many little league games the, the team could have come back had it not been for the mercy rule? You know who that mercy rule's for. It's not for the teams. It's for the parents. The parents are like, let's get out of here. What's the mercy rule? Let's get out of here. After the fifth inning, if you're up by 10 runs, it's over. It's over. Yeah, you go home. Everybody gets ice cream. Fantastic. Yeah, you go make everybody gets this is why. (laughs) But this is why the mercy rule is not for not for the players. It's for you. No, not as a parent. I'm saying as a person who would potentially watch a baseball game. Hypothetically, I'd be like, okay, let's just call it. I've been here, I don't know, three hours. How long does five innings take? Probably about, feels like three hours. <laughs> That's a That's long enough. five innings if it's three I hours. I mean, the first game was under three hours. There was no problem yeah, with that the was, pitching then. That was, there was a no, very fast There was no game. problem pitching then. Yeah. I think a 90-minute game I think part is of, ideal. So you think they should time baseball? I No, absolutely not. Either time it time or baseball. set a... How would like, you time it, though? You have to get three outs. So it's three outs or fifteen minutes, <laughs> whichever comes <laughs> yeah, first. Right. And and then you can also well, say Rich like, Hill last night when Guriel came up, he stood there for 30, 30 seconds, almost a minute, and let the whole crowd boo him, which yeah. they should boo him. Oh, agree for what he did. But what would be that, a, le, the, that lettuce he has on his head? Yeah, that's what's a high scoring baseball game? We've seen a couple in the 42. series here. <laughs> All right, so I mean, let's say first. They to, had twelve the other day. Yeah. Say first to thirty. They had wins. Yeah. First to thirty. Dude, that could take days. Okay, you know first crazy to about that game first five. First to twenty. That's still a lot. Still a lot. All right, first to ten. What was first crazy about five. that game five for five. me was like all those home runs. We were just like seeing home runs. Eight home or nine run. of There's them. There's been more uh, extra base hits than hits, and there's been more doubles and triples and home runs than there has been singles in this series. So that game goes into into the eleventh inning, and they win. The Astros win on two walks and a single. Oh yeah, dude, that was great. That's I, how yeah. they win the game. Yep. Like it just it just goes back to like old school. Dodgers pitching got smacked yeah. up there in that last inning. Ma- Brandon Morrow came on and he had he threw six pitches, yeah, against four batters. Had uh, I think he only threw two strikes. He may have only thrown one strike. I I don't remember now if it was just one or two. But he gives up four runs against four batters right. with six pitches. That's what that's what we're looking at right now with this series. It's it's been insane. It's been all offense. It's been so much fun to watch. These guys are young. They don't have like the stodgy right. sort of attitudes where everybody's talking about the unwritten rules. They're just going up there having fun. Hey, it's a new and, generation. Yeah. That yeah. game it's millennials. That game 5 was so long that Joe Buck that last couple innings did basically nothing but bitch about how long the game was. Yeah. yeah. It was something else. It, was, was, it went to like, what, two in the morning here dude, or something? On 1.30. Oh, okay. Yeah, 1.30 yeah. or two, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well, and the, the bullpens have just been kind of nutty. The The way the Dodgers have run through their bullpen, Brandon Morrow has pitched 13 games at this point hmm. in the series. He's pitched all but one game in the entire playoffs. He pitched tonight. 
after game five, where he sh- they said he wasn't going to pitch, he convinced right. uh, the manager, let, let me in. He gave up four runs to four batters. Then they put him back out there on, on Tuesday to pitch again. He got, I think it was four outs, but he, he pitched 20-some pitches, and then he came out again tonight after Darvish got run after two innings. Less than two. Less than two innings, yeah. yeah. Uh, Maeda's been in, jeez, uh, how many games has he been in? Ten games, I think, at this point. Um, Who's that guy that started last night for the Dodgers? Hill? Rich Hill. Rich Hill. Do you see his at-bat? Nine. nine. Maeda's been in nine games. It was his second or third at-bat. He was like, I'm going to hit something. And he went up there and... He, he was got, serious. He, he was worked serious. Verlander for like seven or eight pitches. He just kept fouling them off. He yeah. tried. He started to bunt. And then he was choked way up and then just kept fouling them off. And it was like, well... I'm gonna add up your pitches at least. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Verlander had a great game last night. Had nine strikeouts yeah. through six. I mean, he's given up. He had one run. Uh, I think is Kate all Upton he, or two last runs. night too. Yeah, Kate, yeah. They actually she's been in every game. Yeah, I know. She looks weird in the Astro uniform. I was Are used, you saying I'm used. Orange isn't her color. Orange well, is not anyone's color. <laughs> Ver, Verlander looked. He kind of. To me, especially when you show him pitching, it kind of looks the same because it's very reminiscent of the Tigers' colors. Yeah. But then you see her with the old Astros jersey with, with the orange and yellow stripes, and it's just like, eh, something's not right about this picture. It's like why Clemson always looks terrible. Cause Clemson looks is, great. Hey, Clemson looks great. I'm saying from the orange and the purple look good together. I like those. I like May, that combo. You know what? Hey, listen. And that little... Of, of the three of us... Who took color theory in college? Let's see, yeah, that's a back up. Okay, yeah, I plus right. the Clemson little cat paw yeah. looks like it should be on a kitty litter bag. I didn't need to take it. I uh, I uh, I tested out of it. You're, like, <laughs> you're too advanced. You're I like, took AP. I took AP color AP theory color in theory. high school, so I tested out of it. <laughs> Dude, when you put that blue next to that, look what it does. Well, it's yeah. it's, it's vibrating. <laughs> So yeah, it's just been a fun as a fan. It's been super fun. I think that the pitching has been very bizarre. I McCullers pitching's is in, been weak. It's been really after the and, all those dongs. Yeah, twenty. Are we up to twenty four now? Yeah. I think for the series twenty four. Record got demolished because the record was like eight seventeen yeah. or eighteen. I think. Um, Kershaw's Kershaw's uh, up to bat. Kershaw's up to bat. It's gonna be entertaining. So this is uh, is this is happening. Look at this. Oh, we're up we're here. watching on on the iPad right now. So. Um, anything else on 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 this? I how excited are you, Rowdy, that this is the last is it, baseball? You game. know what? No more baseball. I don't watch it anyway, so it doesn't really matter to yeah, me. Fair uh, but um, we wa- I, we watched the rest of that game the other night after we finished recording last last oh, Wednesday. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. I didn't really pay attention, but I mean, it seemed. Yeah. I like the, the sound of baseball is relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, baseball is the best sport to listen to on yeah. the radio. Yeah, for it's sure. really fun fun to listen to so we'll see we'll see what happens tonight it looks like we're, we're top of the fourth still five oh or bottom of the fourth i guess oh kershaw goes down swinging struck out so top of the fifth houston's up five oh it's looking pretty good but you know hey in this series this series has been wild in this series yeah everybody's hitting um so I kind of just want to uh, finish the podcast so we can finish watching this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Rowdy, what do you got? We're cutting <laughs> Rowdy segment. Hold your horses, because I'm I'm actually going to rain on your parade. Uh-oh. Yeah. So here's my problem with baseball. It sounds sounds great, super relaxing, but here too. Can with. it really qualify as a sport? Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's why. Like versus a game. Just 
I, just. May, okay, just. Well that, okay, that's an interesting question. So here's here's my deal. Baseball is way too subjective. Okay. And and what? okay, so listen to this. <laughs> Stats. I, got uh, I, I am there. referencing a study from uh, Jerry W. Kim at Columbia University, Braden mm, G. King anyway. from Northwestern University. The study is called Seeing Stars, Matthew Effects, hey, and Status Bias in Major League Baseball Umpiring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what these guys did, they took... Did you read this whole thing or you just... This, the... I skimmed. <laughs> uh, so these guys took data from the... For every pitch thrown in the 2008-2009 Major League this is like games, Snoop's dream job. The data covers <laughs> sounds pretty awesome. Four thousand nine hundred fourteen games, which, first of all, that's too much. Way too many. Too much games. No, it sounds for like a the season. right amount. Yeah. So that was three hundred thirteen thousand seven hundred seventy-four at bats, seven hundred fifty-six thousand eight hundred forty-eight pitches. So. This is over why you three quarters have of more, a million pitches. More st- stats around baseball than you will around football because there's just more. Oh, just too much. Sure. There's, there's more, too much of it. More data. More data. So yep. what these guys found, they found that. Um, they found that it's right. It's just perfect. So, so first of all, correct. <laughs> it's uh, our, our con- in conclusion. Yeah. No, this so is perfect. There's a few things. So they they found that the error Case rate closed. <laughs> So check this out. The error rate, uh, but what is an of, error rate? Of, of how often umpires mistakenly called a ball a strike and vice versa. The error rate, according to their analysis, is fourteen point seven percent. So on nearly That's the, lower than I so, thought it would. So be. on nearly one in every eight pitches, Major League Baseball pitchers incorrectly val- undervalue a pitcher's performance. Um, so when you consider an average Major League game has close to three hundred pitches, and roughly half of those are called pitches. That's about 22 mistakes each game. And, and wait, go back. You said 300 pitches. How many are called pitches? Uh, I'm just reading what I'm okay. What well, I found. Could so you I don't, reread it? Yes. <laughs> when you consider that the average major league game has close to 300 pitches, okay. And if roughly half of those are called pitches, mm. then we're talking about roughly 22 mistakes each game. Mm. Now, now the the Matthew effect that they're that they're talking about this is that sounds th- fine. This is this is actually a a an effect that's been described beyond sports. So basically, what the Matthew effect says is that performers from whom we expect high performance, superior performance, so an all star pitcher or a league leading batter. Uh, tend to be judged more favorably than performers for whom there is no such expectation. So we're biased in favor of people who have pers- performed well over time. Mm-hmm. So that actually has has played out. So what, what this study found was um, they actually found that ambiguity in the pitcher's reputation as a control pitcher mm-hmm. moderate the effect of status on umpire judgment. And the umpire errors resulting from status bias that lead to actual performance differences, decreasing the possibility that high-status pitchers allow players to get on base and increasing the likelihood of winning the game. Um, and so, first of all, that's a lot of human error mm-hmm. in, in these games. We live in... I don't know if you guys checked. Last time I checked, we're in the 21st century. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's a new era. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's been this era, though, for 17 years. Well, yeah. <laughs> So, We're 17 years into, into the new era. era. Yeah. 
Uh, Don Mattingly, who I'm pretty sure I had a baseball card of once. He's at least the name I've heard of. Did you? Who is now uh, a baseball coach? Uh-huh. He calls himself manager. a manager. He's a, manager. He's a baseball coach. Yeah. He says he wants to put an elect electronic strike zone in no. to help remedy these things. He says, this is this is a quote from Mr. Don Mattingly, I'd put the electronic strike zone in. Just watching the last couple of years. I don't know what his voice actually sounds like. <laughs> and with the no, technology we have, it's so hard for these umps to get the calls right. He says, I know they're not missing many calls, but for me, they're missing too many. We see the video in most games, it's more than 20. More than 20 calls. He says, you think about umpires, they get older and older, and you've got guys throwing 98, 99 mile an hour uh, with movement. And if you made it electronic, you know you would know what the zone was and how to handle it, which that's another thing. The strikeout zone, you guys probably know this, but I didn't know this. Did you know that changes for every batter? Yeah. yeah so there was actually a height. game. Yeah. yeah. So there was actually a game. I read about the. It's I've, a game. I've been doing a lot of research. <laughs> hey, it's a game. It's a game. They put it's a game in a the game. They put a a they put a midget in the game. Uh, is that what we call? Him? This guy was like three feet tall. So okay. yes, a, a little person. A little person was they. The team put him in, so his strike zone is almost collapsed. Not there. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I bet he too. walks a lot. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, no, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did, and they won and they won the game. This was I don't know, this was back we ages only, ago. But even if you did that, he can only come up one every nine times. So here's the deal though. Why it's it's a new era. We're living in the future. Why do we rely on it's old, the future. old it's the future old men it's the future to yeah. judge these games well, when I, they're making so many mistakes and not only that they also ought to put that thing they put in hockey pucks where it, it made the trail behind it because that would look super cool. I will say that baseball has adopted review for base running. Okay. So, for a few things. For so, home runs, for base running. Right. So yeah. that they do like review calls now if you're tagged out or if you're thrown out mm-hmm. or you know, you're know you sliding in or whatever. I, I don't know, though. I like the subjective nature of... Uh, it's not. It can't be a sport. Others. It here's can't what, be a sport. But here's what you. Here's what you need to understand: is that uh, Kevin Snyder and Michael Lopez did an, uh, did uh, the same sort of study. Yeah. What are their as credentials? Far as, like are they uh, from Columbia. My guy was from Columbia and Northwestern. Northwestern. <laughs> Where are your guys from? <laughs> no, let me look. Uh, let me click on his link. Pasadena, uh, they're Pasadena from, High. They're from College. Appalachian, Appalachian State San University. Dominguez. Did you say Skidmore College? Skidmore. Yeah. Uh, I rest my case. <laughs> So he he found they found that the likelihood of calls of holding and uh, pass interference follow a quadratic trend that they're more likely uh, in the middle than in the beginning. Uh, of the excuse end. me, uh, but it's it's uh, so point, it, it's been years since I took a math class. So Can the, you please explain it's this? It's a bell curve. Trend? It's bell curve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could you please explain this? So what what they're saying is the the. Referees in a in a football game are less likely to interject themselves in the beginning or the end of the game, and that sort of makes it look like that, or it's the perception of of fairness is the way that they they. But there's this. nothing in football. So, so the what point would is, fans you, bitch about if a computer did it? If all? you have any sort exactly of, <laughs> any sort of referee in any capacity on the field, then you are allowing for the human error. Yeah. Let's yeah. get rid of it. We're living in the future. You can't have 
you can't have uh, future. <laughs> you can't have future. Future is possible. Uh, it is possible, and that's my ca- that's I my point. I thought we were living Here's in the, the now. Deal. Are and, we living and, in the future? Or we the now? This is my other thing. To live in in, the in now. football yeah. games, in football games, uh, they can these football players when they're doing their thing and they're setting up the ball and it's in a place, and then the <laughs> I don't know, but before <laughs> no, they start a play, no, you got it. <laughs> these football players, they could. Uh, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. These we football players to... can move these balls and and make it better for their team, right? Do slightly, we... slightly Not to get really. a slight I mean, advantage. Like Marshawn Lynch, every time he's tackled, he just stretches out and puts the ball yes. a yard and a half. But okay, but they always move it. But they back. move it back. But, but it's, okay, it's you know how we get rid of that. You know how we get rid of this. We put a laser. We put a laser that I could get up, behind up in the yeah. top wherever that ball landed. There's a tracker in the that ball. I could get behind ball. A laser pointer says football. This is exactly where the ball goes in baseball. We first of all we put that cool hockey tail on the ball. Two, we put a sensor. What are you talking about the the, the, when they the, old, the, the thing where you, NHL on Fox? when they ruined yeah. yeah when they ruined hockey when they took it away. <laughs> um, it's so hard to see. Same with baseball. All the all the hockey you're watching. Eh, that's why I don't watch. Maybe I'd be a big hockey fan if they still <laughs> I had it. I can see that. Yeah. Um, basically, I saw a game and they had it. The next game I saw they didn't have. Do you call it a game? A hockey game? Hockey yeah. match? Yeah, game, game. Okay, fine. <laughs> we could do the same thing in baseball. Forget the tail. I the feel tail's like we're cool. going down the six million dollar man. But trail all we again. all we got to do, okay? Better, so stronger, here's, faster. Here's two two recommendations that I've that I've heard. You should send these into the leagues. I like that you've just become the de facto commissioner of. He's, <laughs> of he's sounding the. He's getting exclamation point up yes. in here. So anytime you come up with something, you're like, here's how we fix it. Yeah. He's a first problem of all, solver. Yeah. First of all, this strike zone. All right. Do we want to do we want to keep the strike zone changing with every player? Do we like that? Yeah. Okay. So we can that's do that. That's how it works. Yes. So okay. you gotta have that. So we can do yeah. that. Here's all we gotta do. Everything yeah. in baseball is built on like on equality. Okay. That everybody gets the same strike zone, but it it, it changes to where I you are. I think you should it's take like, the strike zone off of the screen. So here's yeah. here's what you do. For the strike zone, this is first suggestion. Right. Add a little bit of smoke behind okay. the batter. Cool, dramatic effect. It's going right. to be beautiful. Right. And then you project that strike zone for that particular player into that smoke so the pitcher can see it, the batter can see it, everyone can see it, the umpire can see it. That makes it a bit more fair. That's that's the first change that need, okay. needs to happen. This smoke. needs One to happen. A. So, smoke so, smoke so they, holograms. So they th- they throw it. Like yeah. an immediate like a mist shoots up from the five corners of home plate. But it's before Just, it's before the throw. It's so before they, the throw. So the pitch so the batter has to look through smoke. And the, the batter should know where their where their strike zone is, right? They're gonna stay the same. Yeah, but height. you don't know where the pitch is gonna be. Yeah, the pitch can drop after it goes through the strike zone too. Well, I don't know any of this, but <laughs> maybe we make it not just a line. Maybe it's three dimensional. Okay, we're gonna. Hey, ha- I have a quick idea. Why don't you change the uniforms to where the uniforms have to be orange for where the strike zone is on the player? So Ooh, from the mid thigh up yes. to the chest, it's just orange. Some kind of line. You got to wear some yes. kind of apron or something when you're yep, batting. Yep, that's yep, the, yep, strike the strike zone. Strike zone apron. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a great. Here, put this on. So that's a great idea. So we're going. We're going high tech and low tech. Right. Both hand in hand. Visual. Number two, you okay. you digitize this. So you you've got your your strike zone set with GPS technology, lasers, whatever. You've got a sensor in the ball. You know where it's at. Then you take the umpire. You still have an umpire. 
mm-hmm. behind the catcher. Is that where you at? He's yeah. right there, right? Yeah. What this guy's doing, it's like the TSA guy who waits <laughs> after the thing where you put your hands up in the air and then checks to, to see if that light's green. So basically, that's his job. Is he's watching? He's watching the screen, and he's like, "Oh, so he still calls ball he or still strike, calls but it, it's all on the but lights. it's on, but it's on, it's on the screen. He looks at the digital readout. So he just becomes basically a barker. Yep. Can I? But here's ruin the deal. No, you can't because <laughs> you also have an umpire who is who is not even on the field. They already have that. What's he called? <laughs> he's just called an umpire. He's like a booth umpire. He's a, well, he's this guy is a. We'll call him. He's we'll call in this New guy, York, we'll, sitting next to Joe Torre. We're gonna call dogs. this guy the digital umpire, and this digital like umpire Max is Hedrum. analyzing yeah. all <laughs> the data. D- 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 digital. <laughs> and if he feels like if he feels like there's been a, just, just, an just error, <laughs> if he feels like there's been an error, he can call it. Error. And he's impartial. That's so. what they. Yeah, they already. Yeah. Okay. This would be Can better. Can I ruin something I for like, you? I like it. I, I'd, I'd watch I'm, a game where they tried my, my all this out. My thing is, if, 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 you, if you have all these opportunities for error, these errors add up, and, and what you're calling a sport is not truly a sport. It's, it's, it's an event. It's a game. <laughs> it's nice. Everyone had fun. It's a good picnic. It's great. It was a good time. The kiss cam's fun. <laughs> Can I ruin something for you? They have a machine called Quest Tech already yeah. that does this. But they're but they don't have they're it not deployed. using it. They no, it's at every game. Why don't you tell Don Mattingly this? <laughs> That's how they get the thing on the screen. I think is actually the same machine. So why aren't they using and it? And they but... calibrated the center field uh, camera to put the put the. Uh, Oh, that's a perspective but that's, issue. But for that's my thing on because TV. the yeah. the technology is there. They're using it yeah. right for broadcast. Yeah, we have we can. But make uh, but are they using that? Faster. Are they using that to affect the outcome of the game? At this point, no. Are are they going back and saying, "Let's look at the Quest Tech"? No, no. You can't. You can't argue balls and strikes on the review. Just right. like you can't. Those are done. Just like in football, there's certain things you can't argue. Human <laughs> error needs to be done away with. Let we, the machines we, rule. We should let the players. <laughs> the players should be the humans. What do umpires do? That one guy in the game we watched was just out there and he got hit by the ball. He yeah, shouldn't have been true. there. That play would have. Who he, knows what that play would have been not. if that old dummy wouldn't have been standing there next <laughs> to second base. Yeah. I this don't, guy. <laughs> I don't disagree that there is the possibility of human error, and I don't. But, oh, that's part of I, it. Though. But I don't think that it's. Why it's, should that be part I don't of don't it? Think what it's makes isolated. that better? What makes human error make sports better? It's not isolated to well. Let me answer this. It's not isolated to baseball. Football has it. Yes. Basketball has yeah. it. Basketball definitely they have, has it. They have status bias in, in basketball. And they're filthy. <laughs> hockey probably has it. I don't know enough about hockey yeah. to, to answer that question. Let's get rid of it. We've got the technology. Soccer, Soccer has it for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think to what was something that we've talked about before is there is a, a strong subjectivity, fan subjectivity to any sport and having... Um, this human element allows people to see what they want to see. It allows them to be able to say that we got a bad call and stand by that because they know that there is a perception to what they saw. Yeah, I think that it's just fine. I'm okay with it. I am too, only because it's a better reflection of like reality the human human like, condition things aren't yeah. fair life isn't fair you're gonna get it's not fair. you're gonna get the short end of the stick sometimes and that's just reflected in bad calls yeah 
Yeah, it's Ugh. it's such There's a part. A it's such yeah. a part of the game. It's it's the camaraderie of you going to work the next day and being like, dude, that ref, he was, you know, yeah. I mean, just going ballistic. <laughs> but how can you be? Just because you, be, you can fix something doesn't mean it needs quote unquote fix. It does right. though, because how can you What's be? The, uh, how can you call yourself a what? a a you know a major league baseball umpire or a national football league ref? You're at the top of your game. You're calling the Super Bowl. You're calling the World Series. And you screw up. You go to Amo Country a lot. You remember those needlepoint samplers that they used to make, what's where they it? would automatically make a mistake. What's the because Japanese? Only, because oh yeah, it's only the Japanese thing. Wabi jabi, wasi basi. You know what? In Japan, rowdy. Wabi when, sabi. When wabi they're, sabi. When they're playing go. a game and they're like the the pitcher's pitching a shutout. Mm-hmm. They will pull the pitcher out of the game because it's not fair because no one can hit him. Sound like a bunch of snowflakes over well, there. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, but yeah. I mean, what, yeah, what are we talking about here? I mean, like, there could be other, how about, how about, actions. how about we, how about we have some other mistakes, but not but ones that, that can impact the outcome of the game. That's my analogy. So maybe, with the maybe Amish, like, maybe we just they, have like all the guys, maybe, maybe, you know, one or two guys per team, they're like team patch on their, on their hat. Is Dude, like Rowdy's trying to get Watson askew. to take over the world. Yeah, I, no, I let the players think, play. I think that and you're then looking make, at, and then make the rules fair. I think it, you're looking at sports as something that should be held in an arena that's infallible, that's yeah. object, and it's not that. It's never been that, and it shouldn't be that. Why? Because it's about physicality, it, and effort, and yeah. So you, guts. Let, it's and, about it's it, about. Uh, uh, so you put all this effort in, you spend all these years, and you make it the, to what what Reed said. It's about synthesizing the human experience. Yeah. So it's you, about so you make like it. You spend your whole life. You finally efforts. make it to the Super Bowl, and then and then your team loses because of a bad call from some fat ref. <laughs> well, not in football, but okay. Yeah. So so then you're gonna be okay with that because well, it's just like life. No, you're not. I worked okay I worked my whole it, life but... to be here. Well. No. Yeah, I think part of that is yes. I mean, that is part of the human experience is having things that aren't fair or, or aren't what ex- you desire. Okay, or here, or here's, here's an example. Right. Yeah, right. Here's an example of how that could still be in the game. You are a football player or a basketball player, and you get tackled or you or you fall and you break your leg. That's not fair. And that impacts the game, and that impacts your life. And that's how an could example. computers keep you from breaking? Your no, life? that's how, that's what I'm saying. They wouldn't. That right. all of that would still be in there. All of the possibility for human error on the player side is still there. It's just we're setting a baseline of of fairness. We are setting a baseline of fairness because they're all playing with the same umpires. Fat old guys who who, who are, are biased who are biased who are biased for the who good are players. The same for both teams. Yeah, but what if? But but who knows? Do they have know. a bias? I don't have a read as a sports fan. Reed, do you have a problem with this? With like live human referees and umpires? Yeah, no. no. Hey. and as a sports fan, I don't have a problem yeah. with it. You know who's so a, the guy you know, who's not a sports listen, fan has a problem. Well, maybe just, that's what, just so we're clear. We've we got an outside perspective. Clarity as to why he hates sports. Well, let me yeah. let me let me just say he's like, well, that which, guy shouldn't be. Which here. which of the three of us has Mr. Don Mattingly on their side? Well, I rest my case. I give you there. I give it to you yeah. there. All right. Well, computers. <sighs> we did it. That's it. We talked so mad. We did sports. <laughs> I'm I'm the exclamation point. You are. You are. Fired. This is so dumb, guys. So dumb. Episode eleven. <laughs> there it is. We did it. As always. Uh, Can we else? prove that this is episode eleven? Like 
digitally or electronically? Is it really? The, <laughs> yeah. Was there an episode yeah. two? Who knows? <laughs> well, episode two got struck out. Human oh. error. That was human error. We have a whole list of people to thank. Oh, yeah. Let's get to oh, it. All of our likers you, and yeah, thumbs up. You have some. I have some. Nah, I don't know what I did with that list. Oh, I can remember you're a killing me smalls. Of my head. I, I remember. Can I? Can I? I'll, I'll send a special shout out to Aunt Linda. Aunt Linda, Strogupta, uh, uh, Paige Jackson, Paige Chris Jackson. Burtonette, Peter Gaunt, Evan Hawk, Brandon Casburn, Colt. What's Colt's last? Yeah, Colt. He's on there. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a couple other Colt Carpenter. Colt. Um, there was a couple others. We'll 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 wrap you in there. We'll circle back around. It's hard to determine who is real and who is like a Russian with three half yeah. half nude pictures on their Instagram. As a sports, yeah, as a sports <laughs> podcast, dude, we have sports in the name, so like we get a lot of like Chinese companies selling twenty seven ninety nine uniforms. Have you seen <laughs> yes. that? Like yes. by now twenty seven yeah. ninety nine. Yeah. Write your name on the back. I'm like, I oh, just that's not neat. Yeah. Well, we yeah. appreciate all you ball boys and ball girls out there. Yeah, that's right. And as always, I want to thank our production guru Mikey and the ball boy Brandon Casburn. If you like the show, head over to Facebook and give us a big thumbs up or share it on Twitter. Also, do not forget to vote for the name of the new mascot. Uh, get over there, put your vote in. You can find us on Instagram at sports 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 pod. He'll be up there. Email us at sportsportsportspod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss, including hyperlocal news. And don't Always. forget to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. While you're there, you can subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? Yeah.